Hey there, this is Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Today's guest is Philip Aronoff. Philip has been doing bookkeeping and accounting for 37 years. He started right out of high school working for his mother's bookkeeping business, which he still runs very successfully today. After moving to Colorado in 1997, he decided it was time to start his own business. With a young daughter at home, he knew that being his own boss was the best way to have a successful business and still be able to be present at home. And with that, By the Numbers Bookkeeping was born. Being a business owner has also given him the freedom to pursue two longtime passions of his, networking and volunteering. It usually takes about five minutes of getting to know him to know that he just loves to talk about about just about anything. Philip, welcome to the show. It is great to have you on today, and I can't wait to hear your story. Thanks, Katie. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. So, Philip, let's start at the beginning. Tell us where you grew up and what your life was like growing up. So, I grew up in uh, Southern California in the San Fernando Valley uh, in Sherman Oaks, I went to elementary, middle school, and high school, probably within about 10 miles of where I lived. Um, So they were all pretty close. Could walk to all of them and walked quite a bit uh, to middle school, high school, and elementary school. Um, I have two older sisters. Uh, My parents still live in the same house that I grew up in. Uh, My mom still runs her business today. Uh, One of my sisters works for her. Um, So that's kind of where I grew up. And and where I lived, I was raised in California and didn't move here until, you know, 1997. What brought you out here to Colorado? Uh, I was married at the time and my uh, wife's family was here, her mom, uh, her aunt and cousins. And, and honestly, I loved Colorado. Uh, my mother-in-law lived up in Fort Collins. I really loved Fort Collins, the small town feel. Um, and my original plan was to move to Fort Collins. Uh, that's kind of not how it worked, but, um, I was ready for a change. I'd lived in California, obviously my whole life. Um, and I, I didn't necessarily want to raise my, my daughter in California. I was looking for something different. Um, was just looking for a way to be, be spend, be with her and spend more time with her. So. So can you take us through your career journey where you started out? I know you started at your mom's. Um, but how did that eventually turn into your own company? Uh, any other professional stops that you took along the way? Sure. Um, well, I worked for my mom for over 10 years uh, in California. Uh, it is where I got all of my training and where I learned how to do the accounting. And I still use some of the techniques that she taught me today. Um, I did along the way work in the private sector, some in California. Uh, right after, uh, right before I got married, I was working in the, for one of my, one of my mom's clients full time. Uh, but the drive was a long drive. I think in, in a a few year period, I put almost 90,000 miles on a car driving back and forth to this client. It was a lot of driving. And so I, I then took another position in the corporate world, but he was always concerned about money. And I was always worried about getting paid. And so I figured if I was going to worry about getting paid, I might as well start my own business. Um, And so probably about six months to a year after I got married, uh, I started a business in California and um, ran that business there uh, until we moved to Colorado. So 
Um, I always liked being an entrepreneur. I like when I worked for my mom, it was almost like running my own business. Um, we had a lot of freedom and, you know, she encouraged us to bring clients and to do things like that. Um, so I did that. Uh, I started my own business there, ran it. I think, you know, I was pretty successful there. I mean, I, I started it. I went, what I did is I went and I looked for part-time bookkeeping jobs. Um, and when I would find one, um, I would go in for an interview. We would talk. And I would say, hey, look, instead of hiring me as an employee, why don't you just hire me as a contractor? I've started my own business, I'm doing this. And that's how I grew my business in California in the beginning. Um, I did some work for a CPA firm in California as a contractor. I, I worked for a law firm as a contractor. Um, when I worked for that law firm, I got introduced to QuickBooks. Um, that was my first experience with working in QuickBooks. So that was in the mid 90s. Uh, and so I taught myself how to use QuickBooks. I never took a class, never did any of that. Um, and that's kind of how I started my career and how I started being uh, started uh, my business in California. Um, then when, when you get to 1997, I moved here. And it just made sense to, I mean, you're already contracted. You can do everything remotely anyways. Yeah, well, well it was kind of hard then at that time. To be honest with you, the technology that we have today was not in place in 1997. Um, it was just just kind of starting. Um, so when I first moved here, I again I went back and I worked uh, in in corporate America. Um, but I've always worked in accounting my whole career. I've never done anything else. It's always been accounting, um, and it and it's funny every time I think well. Maybe I'm done running my own business. Uh, I go work in corporate America for a very short while and realize now I really like working for myself. And so it's that's kind of, go ahead. And that's kind of why I, I, I'm at where I'm at now. And that's where by the numbers came from. Um, I really do love working for myself and having that freedom and flexibility. And I know that a lot of entrepreneurs go through that uh, difficult time of being like, well, maybe it would just be easier if I went back uh, and, and worked at a corporate, corporate job. Sure. What advice would you give someone uh, that, that's kind of struggling right now with, you know, man, I just can't do this anymore? Um, well, my best advice would be is to really sit down and, and maybe, maybe even take out a piece of paper and write down really why you feel like you can't do it anymore. Um, you know, I know, I know for me, there was one instance in my life where I was going through a divorce and it just was really, really hard to go through that and to run a business. Um, and so, but, but I would say, yeah, really sit down and write it out, you know, take the pros, take the cons, really sit down and think about it. Um, you obviously started this business for a reason. There was a passion there. There was something there. And so I think sometimes we forget about that. And I think sometimes we lose that. And I think we need to sit down sometimes and just think about that and go back to that. Uh, why did we even start this in the first place? And that, that would be my best advice. And I know the times right now are extremely tough and extremely difficult. Um, I'm even myself, I try to look and find, you know, maybe something else that I can do along with what I'm doing to try and bring in some money. And maybe do that instead of just kind of walking away, maybe find 
some other things or whatever, but still, still, still figure out why you started that business in the first place. I think if you do that, I think you'll get back there and I think you realize that you need to keep doing what you're doing. If you could go back and do anything differently on your journey to where you are now, what, if anything, would you change? Ah, what would I change? Well, I um, maybe would take would have taken some chance, more chances than I did before. Um, I had a young woman that was working for me a long time ago, and this was right when I started to go through, or, or things were not good in my marriage, whatever. And she had come to me and said, you know, she was working for me part time, and she was she was awesome. She was amazing, and. Um, she said, you know, I really need full-time work. You know, I think I was giving her about 20 hours a week. And she said, you know, I really need to get to 40 hours a week. And um, I tell this story a lot uh, because I panicked. I wasn't confident enough that I could go out and get her 40 hours a week. And I wasn't really, I needed, what I should have done was say, hey, okay, great. Let me think about how we can get that done. I, I just didn't think I could get it done. And I, I didn't ask her, well, how soon do you need it? And so I just said to her, I don't know if I can do that. And so she went and got another job and things with my business didn't go as well after she left. So if I could fix one thing, I never would have let her leave. I would have said, okay, well, what do we need to do to get you to 40 hours? I can't do it tomorrow, but we can do it gradually over time. And I think that's something I would definitely, definitely have changed. Yeah, I've, uh, I've learned that if you, one of the best part for growing your business is trying to find and hire people that do your work better than you do. Um, yes. What, what does your business model look like for finding and engaging and selling to your ideal clients and customers these days? What type of marketing have you found that works best for your business? So, so I found, um, and this is going to sound really weird, but what I found that works really well for me is helping others first. Um, I, I was fortunate enough, probably five, six, maybe even going further than that, um, to get introduced to a local business talk radio show here in Colorado called the Experience Pros Radio Show. Uh, they no longer on the radio, but what I learned from them was it is better to help others first uh, and then reap the benefits of that. And that's a lot of what I do. Um, I grew this business uh, originally by doing a lot of that. Meeting, going out and networking, meeting people, um, and uh, introducing them to other people that were a great fit for what they needed or were doing. And in doing that, I found that I was getting referrals very easily because everybody remembers the guy that introduced them to this person that has enabled their business to grow. And so I try to do a lot of that now. Uh, obviously right now I can't do much of that, but I really try and do that. Um, I feel like um, making introductions uh, is, is the best way that I can grow my business. And then to be honest, really doing great work. Um, giving the client the best service they've ever had uh, for me is the best way to grow my business. There are a lot of people out there that do what I do for a living, and there are a lot of people out there that aren't very good at it. And, um, you know, 
we've all heard horror stories. So I really try and give my, my clients the best customer service they've ever had. Um, I mean, I do some stuff on Facebook. Um, I do, uh, obviously I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm going to be doing something new, uh, once it launch, it's, it's kind of a, um, electronic business card, but it has a whole back office that you can do, uh, SMS drip campaigns. Uh, you can send out for people to opt in. Uh, it has a lot of features just besides being a business card. You can put videos on your card uh, that when you, when, when you tap this card to their phone, it gives them all your contact information, a picture of you. You can put a video in there. So I'm going to try that too as well. And it's a way also to generate some revenue and other, other ways with it. So um, that's kind of the stuff that I do. And then I volunteer. I do volunteer work. I try to get out in the community and volunteer. And that's a great way to meet people as well. Now tell us what type of networking events that you go to or uh, how you're able to network with other business owners. So I have a couple that I go to. Um, uh, one is called uh, Meet and Greet Chatfield. It only meets a couple times a month, so it's not taking up a ton of my time. But there's a lot of good quality people in there. So I'm, I'm looking to network with great people, right? People that are think the same way I think. Um, and so I do that. And then I have another group that meets on Tuesday afternoons. That's second and fourth Tuesday of every month. So I do that. I'm also a member of the chamber, uh, what used to be the Highlands Ranch Chamber. And now it's called something else. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I like that chamber because it's kind of small and a lot of great people in there. Um, you know, and then I, I mean, I look, you know, I try and, um, when I meet new people, I try and find out what are they doing? How are they networking? And what are they doing for networking? Um, and what's working for them? Uh, I try and do that, um, as well. I try and try and find out what's working for other people. Cause, uh, I mean, I've done the BNIs and I've done things like that. Um, and those are great. Um, but I'm also, I, I'm also looking for a real specific type of client. Um, really someone that values what I do and what I can bring to the table for them. And so we've, I, I have a partner that I work with and we've developed a questionnaire that we'll send out to people that we meet. And if they don't want to fill out the questionnaire, then they're probably not the right type of client for me. That's, that's a great way of finding the, not only the type of client that you want to, to work with, but the clients that, that's the right fit for you. And I think that a lot of times people We'll just, especially when they're just starting out, we'll take any client because it's money. Uh, but it's so important to find the client that's the right fit and it's going to be a good relationship for years to come. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was one of those people that you talked about. <laughs> I would take almost anybody, right? And, and sometimes that would work and I would develop great relationships and great clients. And sometimes it was a nightmare. And so I think one of the things great things about where I'm at now in my business and in my career is that I've been doing it so long that um, I, well, there was a time where I used to undervalue my service. And I think a lot of people go through that. Um, so now I, I charge, I charge a good rate. I also have some packages, but uh, I'm charging what I'm worth. And I think when you do that, people look at you differently and they want to do business with you because 
they see that you value what you do and they want to work with people like that so and that is a difficult uh thing as an entrepreneur is pricing yourself correctly uh, because you really don't understand what your competition is really charging because a lot of the time you're not sharing it publicly online and so when you do find a good price to price what you're worth it, one you're going to be able to have more important clients that are more interested you know you're more on the right path of being a good relationship as opposed to just oh well it's an extra two hundred dollars we you know i don't like the person you know whatever um it makes way more sense to price yourself correctly how was that trying to navigate that path to pricing yourself correctly uh, it was difficult um because i'll be honest i priced myself higher than even what my mom charges in California, and she's been doing it much longer than myself. So that's a whole hurdle to get over, right? Here's someone you learn from who taught you whatever, and she's totally undercharging. Um, but you know, that's that's who she is. And and so it was difficult because, you know, I'm charging a rate now that's probably right in balance with what the market is charging. Um, I'm I'm a little maybe a little bit lower than a CPA, which is fine. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm charging an amount higher than I was charging before. Um, and it's just getting used to it. And it's, and it's understanding that people are going to tell you no, and they're going to say it's too expensive. And you just have to understand that that's just not the right fit. It's just not the right client for you. Uh, and, and you have to be okay with just walking away. One passion that so many business owners and entrepreneurs have is to build a business around their lifestyle, not the other way around. How has that played out in your story and approach to running your business? Well, uh, it, it because uh, I agree, right? I mean, there are things I like to do, and they're not they're not cheap. Uh, I mean, I'm a big hockey fan, so I'm a season ticket holder with the Avalanche here in oh, Colorado, <laughs> and so I like to play golf. Um, and, and I enjoy doing those things. And if I want to be able to do those things and continue, I have to charge what I'm worth, right? I have to say, okay, these 37 years, I've learned a lot over these 37 years and, and it's worth something. Um, and I think sometimes we talked about business owners thinking that they can not do it anymore. And I think part of that is, is they're not charging enough and they're, they're feeling frustrated because they, they know they're worth more and they're just not charging it. And I think sometimes that's why we walk away because now we got to work so hard to make money. And it's not that I don't work hard, but I want to work smarter. You know, if I have, if I have 20 clients that are paying me a really good rate, then I don't need to have a hundred of them. You know, 30 or 40 of them is going to be able to do what I want to do. So it's just a mindset. And it took me, it, it, I still have a problem with it sometimes when I meet with people and I have to remember this is what I charge. And, you know, if it's more than they want to spend, then, I mean, I understand and I'll try and help them find someone that they can afford, but they're not the right fit for me. Now, I know when you first moved out here to Colorado and started, you know, your own company, one of the main reasons for staying uh, out of the corporate world was to spend more time with your family and work the hours that made mo mo most sense for you. Right. How has that continued to play into your life? I know your daughters are, are grown now, but how has that played into your life still to continue 
with your own company and the remote work being the driving force? Well, both of my daughters were very active. My oldest daughter was a competitive softball player and basketball player. Um, so when she was doing all of that, it obviously allowed me the ability to be there. I mean, I can probably count on one hand the number of games I missed that she played throughout her career. I mean, until she got to college, it was kind of uh, hard for me to get where she was and do that. But I didn't miss a game her whole high school career um, and, and stuff like that. And then my younger daughter was a dancer and on the Palms team at Columbine High School. And so I was able to be there and participate in that and be a part of her life that way. And for me, it's just being a part of their life. I mean, I often say if I could make money being a dad, I would do that all day long, every day, you know, 24 seven. Um, I love being their dad and I love to watch them grow. And, you know, now they're 18 and 26 years old. And, uh, you know, my youngest is just about to graduate and head off to college. So, you know, I mean, it, it's gratifying for me that I was able to do as much as I was able to. So, um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that for anything. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received and how has that impacted your business or your life? Mm, best advice I ever received. Um, wow. Probably I would have to say, um, it would, I, I would go back to the two people that did, uh, the experience radio, radio show, uh, uh, Eric Raymer and Angel Tussie, both still good friends of mine. And it, it was always, uh, just be yourself. Um, you know, uh, you don't have to go to, a, you don't have to impress, just be who you are. And if you, if you, if you are that person, people will see that people will see you being genuine and you'll be able to develop great relationships that way. And so like, when I would go network, I very rarely would talk about me and my business. You know, if they asked me what I did, I would tell them. But, but I would try and spend as much time as I could learning about them uh, and, and just being genuine, being myself. Uh, and I think that is the best advice I could give anybody. Just be who you are. You're obviously doing what you're doing for a reason and allow that passion to come out. And if you do that, you will attract people you just will. Philip, this has been such a great conversation. Where can we find you out more information about you and your business online? You can reach me by phone, uh, 720-837-0860. You can also find my website, which is www.bythenumbers, B as in boy, A-N-D-A as in apple.com. Uh, and you know, you can, uh, book a 30 minute, you know, a free, uh, introductory call with me on my website. Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. They can find me on Facebook. Um, so, uh, they can find my business on Facebook. Uh, and that's where they can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the show today. Thanks, Katie. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just look for Katie Brinkley. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.